Thank you for listening to the Daily Sports Report on 88.3 FM Ann Arbor, where the puck drops here. Let's get lost tonight. You could be my black Kate Moss tonight. Play secretary on the ball tonight. And you don't give a f what they all say, right? Awesome, the Christian and Christian Dior. Damn, they don't make them like this anymore. I ask this, I'm Presence of greatness, cause right now that has forsaken us. You should be honored by my lateness that I would even show up to this place. So go ahead, go nuts, go ace. Especially in my pastel on my paper. Act like you can't tell who made this new gospel. Homie, take six and take this. Haters. This is Timothy Larry, and I'm in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Well, the only hope here is WCBN-FM. Oh, if you're yeah. ever stuck in Ann Arbor, stick around with WCBN-FM, Ann Arbor. <laughs> That's beautiful. Right on. Right on. You are listening to WCBN-FM Ann Arbor, and welcome to another edition of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley. And I'm Jim Dwyer. And obviously we'll wrap up the election tonight, discuss a variety of issues, including the proposals uh, here in Michigan. Um, I think I gave Pete Hoekstra a brain damage award last week for not uh, accepting the debate, the debates for the Senate race that traditionally... Uh, well, it gives the voters uh, an opportunity to see the candidates, and uh, traditionally they have one at the Detroit Economic Club and one on uh, public uh, television, and he turned down the offer, and it makes no sense if you're the challenger, you need the debates. And uh, Mitt Romney, uh, in fact, in this presidential cycle, proved how useful uh, the debates can be. Uh, so we'll talk a little bit about the proposals. And obviously the presidential elections and a brief comment about some various interesting Senate seats. Obviously, well, <laughs> what do you, where do you want to start? The proposals? Well, uh, actually, I'll start with the phone call that uh, or I Abigail Evans. As, uh, oh, you got it. You got a robocall. I got a robocall just as I was sitting on the uh, sofa preparing for the show. And it was from the Republican Party. And they said they played a clip. They said, what kind of America do you want to live in? Here's Barack Obama. And they played a clip of uh, the president saying, voting's the best revenge. And then they play a clip. Uh, and here's what Mitt Romney has to say. And 
Mitt Romney has something to say about being a patriotic American who mm -hmm. loves your country. And then the voiceover in that cough syrupy voice asked me, what kind of America do you want to live in? An America built on revenge or an America based on love of country? And I thought, wow. Oh. This, this is quite a, uh, quite a, a bizarre, choice. Quite a choice and quite a bizarre <laughs> question since the politics of revenge have driven the Republican agenda for nigh on 60 years. Yeah. And, and, uh, Talk about I your think, last minute under the wires. Well, and I talked about that la a little bit last week regarding the impending hurricane that obviously uh, Hurricane Sandy is, uh, you know, done its damage. Hey, other than Katrina, this is going to be the worst uh, hurricane in American history. This is, uh, and it's not, and, and by the way, there's another nor'easter on the way, just for the record. There may be another storm hitting that area uh, later this week, if you can believe that. Um, I think Yogi Berra calls that uh, it's deja vu all over again. Right. Yeah, uh, famous quipster Yogi Berra, longtime catcher of the New York Yankees, but we don't want to talk about the New York Yankees. Um, I guess we can save the proposals for the, the very end. Uh, th those relate to the Michigan right. uh, proposals. There are six proposals. This, by the way, is one of the themes that I sort of highlighted about Sort of the general strategy of the uh, conservative uh, milieu in politics this year uh, regarding their uh, strategy for winning the election. They have been engaged in systemic uh, voter suppression, uh, either by attempting state laws, adding to confusion, ID laws, these sorts of things. They've tried to restrict early voting in some many states. And they have forced the Democrats and the Obama administration uh, invoking the Voter Voting Rights Act of uh, 1965 to file lawsuits and get much of this struck down. Obviously, at some point, the Supreme Court's going to have to rule on this stuff. Uh, many of the laws, by the way, have been uh, struck down temporarily. For instance, Pennsylvania. You're seeing a big last-second uh, move by Romney into Pennsylvania with the help of super PACs. Uh, the rich uh, Koch brothers are pouring several million dollars into Pennsylvania at the last second. There's way too much negative advertising, and I think that the goal is to create confusion, create voter suppression. This is the only way that the uh, re Republicans can win this election. Well, and uh, the mailings, the bulk of mailings that I have just received in my household. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I've got a big stack of them here. Uh this is, as you say, uh, to confuse. Also, I think to frustrate and disgust. I think part of the strategy is to just simply inundate people with this information that has just become such a wash that most people, some people will just tune out and go, ah, forget it. It just sort of toxifies the uh, the whole atmosphere. And who can forget the little girl that was seen on uh, uh, YouTube and... <laughs> It was played on national public radio. Four million hits on the on this video. This little four-year-old girl who's crying in the back seat, and her mother takes a, a video of of the incident where she's crying about. Oh, I, you know, I. She's like, "Why are you crying? Oh, it's it's Obama. It's Romney." She goes, "Oh, don't worry, Abby. The election will be over soon." So obviously, the mother. <coughs> Takes a uh, cute uh, video, so to speak, uh, that, uh, well, Abigail Evans will be a household name evermore, to uh, borrow a phrase from Edgar Allan Poe. 
Um, uh, key elections in American history are the election of 1800, 1828, 1860, 1896, 1912, 1932, 1980, 2000. And Chris Rock is a supporter of Barack Obama, but I thought this was an interesting tweet that he uh, published. He said, only President Obama could prevent a depression, end a war, get bin Laden, bring unemployment below 8%, and then be told he can't run on his record. Uh, so it's remarkable. Yeah. Because uh, we've talked about how Romney has pivoted several times uh, during the election. And, of course, the momentum does appear to be leaning in Obama's favor. He's held leads in many of these swing states, and I think he's going to win. A quick breakdown of the swing states. Just uh, always like doing this. First of all, the easy one is Florida. Uh, Romney has to win Florida. If he does not win Florida, he cannot win the White House. It's that simple. Because he's not going to run the table on all the other swing states. Then you have... Better than average uh, unemployment rates in three key, uh, key swing states, uh, states where Romney and Obama are both making last-second uh, stops, New Hampshire, Iowa, and Wisconsin. I think they're all leaning towards Obama. I think he wins them all. Auto bailout, Ohio. Um, Sherrod Brown is maintaining a fairly decent lead on uh, his opponent, a Tea Party favorite, uh, $50 million has been spent in the Ohio Senate race. This is the, this is what Sherrod Brown's dealing with. Is that a new record for Senate races? I'm not sure if it beats the California... Well, it's outside money. That, that's there the thing go. that's amazing, is that... Uh, All perfectly legal now, thanks yeah. to the so-called Citizens United. Ohio is, I think, going to uh, vote for Obama again because of the auto bailout. How unbelievable last week, the day after uh, Hurricane Sandy basically hits Atlantic City, New Jersey, head on. You know, it, it went ashore 15 miles from Atlantic City. Uh, Donald Trump. Oh, his hairpiece remained affixed. Well, it was probably a flotation device. <laughs> I don't know if it worked quite as well as John Kerry's, but uh, it probably kept him afloat. Uh, boy, the lawsuits in this area of the country are, are going to be remarkable in upcoming weeks. But for Mitt Romney to uh, do a canned food drive the day after when he quote-unquote suspended his campaign and called it a relief rally in which he urged people to donate canned food struck me as typical Mitt Romney. Completely tone deaf. Clueless opportunism? Um, canned food is not a flotation device. <laughs> Nor is it something that was probably in short supply. No, not in short supply. And I'm willing to bet that, without being too uh, facetious about this, I bet half of New Yorkers don't even know how to open canned food without an electric can opener. Right. The Swiss Army knife. How does it work? Uh, don't do much camping in New in Manhattan, Brooklyn, etc. Well, Paul Ryan uh, should be uh, ready on standby to wash any dishes that are already clean to be put away. Yeah, and the cleanup is going to be uh, unbelievable. We'll talk briefly about the difference, by the way, between the uh, federal government response 
to Sandy versus the Katrina response by the previous president. Well, actually, and uh, the previous candidate, uh, Mitt Romney, the candidate uh, in 2011, talking about uh, how FEMA is really needs to be scaled back. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's pretty part- remarkable. I'm sure the folks who uh, saw the replays of those clips would be scratching their heads going, wow, where would we be right now if that were the case? Yeah, and obviously when you when a population area this large, you got to remember that New York City uh, during the day has an estimated 20 million people in the city that many of these people commute. Many of the people that work in Manhattan uh, in the in the service industry, the financial district, the entertainment industry. They, I mean, this is this is the capital of the world in many ways. Mm-hmm. It's the financial capital of the world. It is the entertainment media publishing capital of the world. Um, Many of the people that live in Jersey and Connecticut work in New York City. Absolutely, Those are the facts. Uh, So Mitt Romney then issues unbelievably misleading and outrightly fraudulent ads about the uh, auto uh, situation. Um, He's never uh, come clean on the auto bailout. And to some extent, the media has done a poor job of explaining the auto bailout. The original auto bailout was actually crafted by Secretary Henry Paulson in the final days of the Bush administration. They essentially gave the uh, General Motors and Chrysler a bridge loan. And the details of the auto bailout were worked by Obama at a later date. And Obama's big role in the auto bailout, by the way, was firing Rick Wagner, because effectively the U.S. government owned General Motors. Uh, More on the auto bailout after the election, because I think it's going to be a determining factor in why Mitt Romney isn't going to win. Have you seen Mitt Romney in the state of Michigan uh, following the surge in the polls that the media has been talking about for a month? I haven't seen Mitt Romney in Michigan. Why not? It's been months. He opposed the auto bailout. Now, the editorial in the New York Times that said let Detroit go bankrupt was slightly misleading. But Mitt Romney's theory that uh, there were banks uh, ready with capital to deal with a bridge loan is ludicrous. Does he remember TARP? Does he remember the bank situation? Have you heard, are you better off than you were four years ago lately? Of course not, because if anybody actually answered that question honestly, they would realize they're much better off. Nevada. I think the Harry Reid machine will uh, deliver for Obama. It's a combination of the Hispanic vote. Um, And if ever there was a state that Mitt Romney should be winning, it's Nevada. It's got the highest unemployment rate in the United States by state average. It has a uh, very large Mormon population. But guess what? In Nevada, you have a ground game that the Democratic Party is utilizing. And this is a combination of labor unions that work in the service industry, uh, which is basically the gambling industry, um, and uh, the Hispanic activists. Virginia, I think, is a slight edge for Obama. This is probably the state that's going to be the closest Virginia and Colorado, in my opinion, will be the two closest states. Colorado. 
Uh, this is race is completely tied, as all the uh, votes, uh, all the polls say. There's no Senate race, to my knowledge. But the most interesting thing about Colorado is there's a big marijuana ballot initiative. Oh, that's right. That's one of, I think, three or four states that have that uh, question up. And this is a state where the libertarian, Gary Johnson, could play a role that might swing the state to Romney. Um, my theory being that younger potheads that will go out and vote on the marijuana thing We'll vote Libertarian, uh, not for Obama, but we'll see. And then we have North Carolina. Um, this looks like a slight edge for Romney. Uh, early voting in North Carolina indicates that Republican numbers are up and Democratic numbers are down. So unless there's a massive turnout on Election Day in North Carolina, that appears to be edging towards Romney. So I just see uh, Barack Obama winning this uh, uh, presidential election narrowly. There are going to be many states that are close. I don't see Michigan or Pennsylvania in play. Um, the, the Pennsylvania thing is, is classic because obviously the area of Pennsylvania that's been affected by the power outages tends to be on the eastern side of the state in the Philadelphia suburban region, mm -hmm. the Philly region. I'm unaware of uh, voting uh, locales in, in Philadelphia, by the way, that don't have power. So I don't think this is I think this is a kind of a last second desperate effort to counteract the fact that he's uh, going to lose Ohio. Well, and I saw one uh, commentator on television talking about how broadcasts out of uh, Pittsburgh uh, are, you know, viewable by an Ohio audience and the Pittsburgh, you know, more industrial, yeah. more blue collar is uh, probably going to be looking at that uh, auto bailout question as well there. Yeah. And Small it, manufacturers there still. It's interesting that Romney announced today that he's making a last-second uh, appearance tomorrow in, in the Cleveland-Pittsburgh area. I think he's appearing in both states, so we'll see how that works for the, uh, the mittens man. But uh, I don't think he had a terribly good week. Uh, I think the combination of the mendacity on the auto... Uh, you know, claiming that Chrysler was going to move uh, jobs to China. It's amazing when corporations have to come out and rebut the corporate candidate. Right. <laughs> uh, these ads were false, uh, misleading, and um, I think demonstrated once again a sign of desperation. Mitt Romney is a very effective pivot man, though. I don't know if he ever played center. In basketball, but it's interesting that his last-second pitch over the weekend revolved around themes and about leadership and freedom, of course, and all of a sudden bipartisanship. Um, I can get it done. He can't. Vote for me. Uh, apparently, he thinks that undecided voters, this is like their main concern, you know, why can't we all get along? It's interesting that when Mitt Romney was governor, he was away um, according to uh, an article that appeared on the 14th of October by Danny uh, Hakim in the New York Times, he was away from the job 417 days, which is over a year. I did That's an almost George W. Bush-like uh, work it record. It's a work record, and of course, most of what he was doing was uh, fundraising to run for president. Um, it appears also that he he was the uh, so-called governor... Uh, 
he, he was the Governor's Association lead, leader in, in 2006. So the entire uh, enterprise was simply a launching pad for bigger and better things. Yeah, they, they break it down as a 40% personal, um, 32% political, state business, 18%. We'll call that legitimate state business and politics, 2%, whatever that means, hmm. and unclear, uh, 9%. <laughs> the article leads off uh, with this uh, interesting thing. When the ceiling collapsed in the Big Dig Tunnel, Mitt Romney was on at his vacation home in New Hampshire when Bu the Bush administration warned that the nation was at high risk of terror attack in December 2003. Who could forget? He was at his Utah retreat. And for much of the time, the legislature was negotiating changes to his landmark health bill. He was on the road. Um, what can you say? I mean, that's Mitt Romney's uh, work record. Uh, boy. With I, leadership like that, how could we not? Well, never mind. Well, after doing the percentages, I realized that it was, it was utterly uh, ironic that it was almost uh, three-fifths. And I thought back to the original oh, yes. Constitution, three-fifths of a person. Uh, Mitt, you were three-fifths of a governor. <laughs> um, but he chose to be three-fifths of a governor. He wasn't designated as no. such by uh, outside powers uh, determining the fate of his and his family's lives. Yeah. And, of course, you know, you can see the relevance of being on the job when disasters hit. Of course, you know, a tunnel collapsing regarding the big dig, that's unpredictable. But, uh, gee, the Bush administration warning about terrorism, that was almost a daily event. Yeah. It was part of the themes of... Orange alert. Uh, themes of uh, life in the big city. So I see Barack Obama holding on to the White House. Real quickly on the Senate races, uh, the three states to uh, keep track of. And by the way, I think we're going to know kind of early in the evening. Uh, Virginia tends to have very slow voting reporting. Florida might be a little, uh, although there have already been serious irregularities already in Florida, but uh, I think we'll know by uh, 11 o'clock if, if Obama held on because the in my opinion my analysis is that the actual closest swing state is Colorado and well uh, I still think the Hispanic voters uh, <laughs> although the Miami based Hispanic voters tend to be very conservative uh, throughout Florida in general uh, and the elderly voters might uh, shift the balance to Obama now what's interesting about the Senate races is these late offensive comments by uh, Richard, don't call me Rupert Murdoch in uh, Indiana, have uh, probably doomed the Republican uh, Party for pick, picking up control of the Senate. They're going to lose the seat in Maine. The Elizabeth Warren-Scott Brown race is by far the most expensive and one of the more interesting ones. That's uh, considered too close to call. Some polls have Warren ahead, some have Brown ahead. Uh, oh, oh, Mitt Romney's... Uh, Brilliant performance in Massachusetts uh, suggests that he's probably going to lose Massachusetts by over 25%, which is an indication of uh, his record, which he wants to talk about endlessly, Obama's record. He has a record. <laughs> well, you have a spinning record, and it's uh, not that good. Not enough focus, by the way, on Mitt Romney's uh, in involvement with Bain Capital and that sort of thing, in my opinion. Um so Indiana, Maine, and Massachusetts, if they all go uh, to the uh, uh, Democrats, in other words, the Democrats pick those seats up, 
that is going to negate any gains that the Republicans can possibly make in the West. I think the most interesting race, uh, there's a, been a late surge, by the way, in, in Bob Kerry, uh, former Nebraska senator mm. who's running in Nebraska. That appeared uh, three or four weeks ago to be a uh, gimme for the Republicans, but that race has tightened. Uh, ticket splitters are notorious in America. Who knows? He might win. He's a credential. He's a Vietnam vet, fairly clean politician as, as politicians go. Uh, he was accused of carpet bagging for uh, which is what initially hurt him, but uh, he's probably withstood that in the debates. That's a state to keep an eye on. And the uh, crew cut farmer from Montana. I love John Tester. He's real. I hope he wins. He's the one guy that I really hope wins. Him and Sherrod Brown, they're real people. They're fighting for average people. And big money in Montana is one of the most disgusting things about this whole campaign. Montana had an anti-corruption law mm -hmm. that dated back to the 19th century related to mining. Mining interests. They didn't want mine, the, the mining corporations to simply buy elections. I mean, why get rid of laws like that? Why, why are those laws struck down by uh, the Supreme Court? Disgraceful. Sickening. Yeah. So keep an eye yeah. on the Montana race. John Tester's a good guy, and I really hope he wins because uh, he's, he's real. He's, he's a farmer. He, and and he's, he, he's as honest as honest can be. Not a corrupt dime in that guy's makeup. And uh, we, I really hope John Tester wins because American politics needs more people like John Tester who are kind of regular dudes who have a little bit of government experience and get involved in the process to fight for what they believe in. and Not as some corporate mouthpiece. Yeah, and he's just simply a good guy. So if those three states that I mentioned uh, fall, I don't, you know, I don't think uh, Aiken in, uh, Flor in uh, Missouri is going to deliver the, that seat to the Republicans. I think they lose that one. Uh, the Arizona race, by the way, is also considered to have closed quite a bit in favor of the Democrats. So there does seem to be a trend, generally speaking, that uh, doesn't look good for the GOP. Now, polling information, you got to take it with a grain of salt. Um, most experts claim that there's about a 2 to 3% bias, uh, racial bias, against Obama in, in, in polls. So keep that in mind. Well, with that in mind and with uh, a few waning moments of the program here, uh, of course, Yazoo City Calling will be coming up uh, at some point shortly after the 7 o'clock hour, although it still says the 8 o'clock hour here on our clocks. We've not moved them back. I hope you've moved yours back at home. They're old fashioned. You are listening to uh, WCBN FM Ann Arbor, and it's old fashioned down here, and we like it that way. Old fashioned clocks. Yes. With, but, uh, uh, well, no, I guess that one is electric. Anyway, uh, the, the six ballot proposals. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we may as well talk about those quickly. And of course, a reminder that if you're voting a straight ticket, you need to be aware of the fact that that straight ticket will not cover a state Supreme Court. Or ballots. Or ballots. So you need to uh, read the ballot fully when you're in there tomorrow. And it's not a bad idea to make yourself a little handheld uh, cheat sheet. It's not a cheat sheet. It's just a reminder. And uh, that way you don't get baffled in the booth. But uh, I'm hoping that uh, the Michigan proposal number one is uh, roundly defeated because this is one of the most 
naked power grabs uh, in recent memory. This is the emergency manager emergency law. manager law, which allows the governor uh, the governor to appoint by personal choice and fiat uh, his own hand selected person against the will of the actual voters of that community. And uh, that uh, emergency manager has the power to negate any contracts. And uh, clearly this is uh, some sort of an attack on uh, basic American concepts. Uh, it's shocking that it was ever put through as a law. Well, the thing that's odd is there actually is, before they passed this new law, there was an existing emergency manager law, but it was very weak and it only applied in very rare circumstances. Um, I, of course, think that the most important proposal is actually Proposal 5, because that is if Michigan too. passes this, uh, this could be a catastrophe. This is the tax proposal that would require kind of a supermajority to uh, pr uh, pass tax increases. California did this uh, back, uh, well, it, there were two things. There was the Proposition 13 that passed in 1978, and then there was a later supermajority uh, proposal passed uh, in the state of California that's really handicapped California for two decades. And if you want to know why California's e economy is in such trouble, despite uh, being the home of uh, Silicon Valley and, you know, wonderful tourism. It's uh, a fairly state. robust economy in good yeah. times. Yeah. In good times, it's a great economy. It's got Hollywood. I mean, there's a lot to do out there. But uh, this is this is really handcuffed the state government. And, of course, they've had to cut back on services uh, jobs, all, all sorts of things, and it's just not a good idea to allow a minority, because <laughs> that's what it's doing. It's yep. giving a minority in the state legislature. In fact, I forget the exact numbers in the Senate, but it allows 13 Senate um, 13 Senate senators to stop any tax increase, and that's not democracy. Uh, no, and, it's it's another corporate agenda item, and it's amazing how many of these uh, proposals really do touch on this uh, corporate privilege thing. And the thing is, if you read it, it probably sounds good, but it's not. And uh, it's, it's disappointing, by the way, that uh, some of the state officials in Michigan have not been more aggressive publicly in, in counteracting this, because th th this could hamstring Michigan in the future. Then we've got uh, Proposal 2. I, we, I think we can skip the uh, health care uh, collective bargaining. Um, I'm all in favor of collective bargaining. I don't know if that should be in the Constitution. I've kind of mixed opinions about that. Well, I think the the benefit of having that in the... Uh, I think it's a, it's a great opportunity yeah. for average working people to protect themselves against future corporate yeah. intrusions down the line. Because you know we've been heavily propagandized uh, against unions yes. for decades in this country, and the good old Chamber of Commerce is always right there in the forefront of uh, crushing working people's uh, avenues towards uh, collective bargaining. And, uh, and it would be nice to guarantee yeah. this uh, well into the future with uh, a yes on Proposal 2. Yeah. And there's a good reason to vote for it. I say vote your conscience on that, period. Yeah. Uh, the renewable energy is Proposal 3. Uh, this is uh, another example of perhaps not belonging in the Constitution. But if you believe that Michigan, as a state, should make a serious commitment to renewable energy, I would recommend a yes vote um, and let let the lawsuits follow. Um well, again, there's the opportunity there yeah. for Michigan to uh, become a new growth industry in developing these renewable sources. We live on the largest coast in the country, 
and uh, the potential access for wind power uh, and a wind power generator uh, industry here. Uh, who knows how many jobs that could offer down the or line. Or wave and or tide power. Exactly. That sort of thing. We're prime position uh, geographically for uh, turning it into a renewable energy uh, benchmark for the nation. And finally, proposal six is the bridge. This is a Maddie Maroon-sponsored uh, puppy. Um, sounds good on paper. Sounds like it empowers people. But... Uh, he, when the dude who it. owns the only bridge pays thirty million cash <laughs> yeah. out of his own pocket to prevent another bridge from being built, you know there's some shaky questions there. <laughs> and of course, this is the troubling uh, thing. I heard on uh, the uh, public affairs uh, program on uh, WUOM this afternoon that about 140 million 